Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 12 of the Unknown Comics Podcast. Brandon, Darren, Tanner. Hello. Hope y'all are having a good uh, Thursday evening for those who are joining us live. Of course, we are live on Twitch right now. And uh, let me jump over, make sure I can see the chats. And stuff. So, so where did you put us this time? Last time we were in general, did you put us in the podcast one? We are in the talk shows and podcast category now. Yeah. On, right. on the Twitch. So, uh, yeah. And uh, I think they're hearing us. So this will be really good on the uh, recorded version of the podcast. Record. So, so we got some random email that says we're doing really good in Canada. Like? On, on like the whatever you just listen to it podcast kind of thing. I don't know. I don't know. I think they're lying to us. They're just being polite. Hey, that's okay. Canada can lie to us. (laughs) I mean, we're probably up to 12 followers in Canada. We do get quite a few downloads. Do we? Like, you keep telling me this number. What is quite a few? For a podcast that just started, I mean, we're getting at least 20 downloads a week. 20. That is, uh, I'm going to look say that's okay. I don't know. (laughs) Thanks for joining us to listen to Darren crap on our show. <laughs> hey, I'm just trying to... I don't understand. That's off-camera talk. Anyway. I, I love you, Brandon. Hope everybody has had a great week. Uh, lots of lots of stuff to talk about. Uh, first things first, though, we're going to talk about the series finale of WandaVision. So, of course, if you're watching live and you haven't seen it yet, we're going to go spoiler-heavy on this. So Run away! FYI. Um, but uh, but it's over. WandaVision's done. No more. So, from my point of view, I watched the first two episodes of uh, WandaVision, and I really just had to say, I just have to trust Disney right now because I was ready to quit. Yep. And I will tell you, by the last episode, I was like, holy crap, this is amazing. Now, if I ever was to go back and... junk off the table. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. If I ever actually w- had to go back and decide I was wanted to watch the you know the series again, I might just skip the oh first God. two episodes altogether. You know, just because I don't know if I could watch them again. I like I, the first two episodes. I think I think as a package though, you still need to. It's part of the, the story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm definitely going to go back and do a rewatch of the entire thing just to go back and find. Oh, what did I miss? You know, knowing what I know now, what did I miss the first time? Right. As long as you remember to always say boner. <laughs> boner. So, so Darren, I had a question for you. Okay. Um, so this is the first time we get to see her in costume. Okay. Do you think that's going to affect the sales of like maybe our Secret Academy Six exclusive? Like, uh, do you think that's going to affect the value of it? I mean, um, because it's not correct to like what that cover would look like. Well, because that's, it's the first time she's we've finally seen her. In I think costume more, on screen. I think it's more important that she finally got her name. Yeah. I think the costume was beautiful, by the way. Yeah, the designer no, did, did a really good job. absolutely amazing job. <laughs> or and as everybody says, the mahogany witch. Well, not, I actually think it, it it's like complete like homage to Magneto. Like, yeah, a little bit. If you that. If you look at yeah. the Days of the Future's Past, Magneto, that I don't remember names very well. That kind of muted magenta. Yeah, the, and then, but yeah. even her, her headdress has the same kind of stuff going on with it as Magneto's helmet. Yeah. And so, okay. to me, it, it's a nice throwback to Magneto. But w- w- let's just say this. Who is still not her father in the comics. Well, yeah. Again, we oh, Axis messed up everything, yeah. and then they just decided not to fix things. Yeah. Uh, so, to me, her getting a name is important. 
I think the costume, like every hero in the MCU, their costumes have always been ever being an evolution of who their characters yeah. are. So to me, I think the bigger change was Vision. Um, oh yeah, because the that costume for Scarlet Witch, there were some keys back in the from the eighties that did jump in value. Uh, I don't know how long they're going to be up in value because they're massively overprinted books. And, of course, the the White Vision, mm-hmm. that book jumped in value. Mm-hmm. But I, I I think costume changes and all that stuff are temporary spikes. I don't think okay. you're going to see a lot. Right. But, yeah, now that, now that she has a name that anything that, you know, well, right now anything Scarlet Witch is going to have a temporary run on it. Right. Well, I didn't realize until we started doing Scarlet Witch covers how popular Scarlet Witch actually is. I never did either. Like, we started doing, like, I was like, I guess we'll try a Scarlet Witch cover. And, like, it sold out. And I was like, okay, we'll try another Scarlet Witch cover. And it sold out. I'm like, well, shit, I'll do another Scarlet (laughs) Witch cover. I'll just keep doing these. Um, So I didn't realize how popular Scarlet Witch was. As a character, I, to me, she's starting to, in my mind, starting to rank it right up there with Captain Marvel um, or Miss Marvel. It depends on however you want to declare it. You know, Phoenix, Storm. Like, there's a lot of characters that are iconic, and I just didn't realize that Scarlet Witch was up there. Yeah, which, you know, there was a lot of buildup going into WandaVision. What? This is this has been on the plate. When did they announce WandaVision? Like, its title. Um, it's been less than a year. I feel like WandaVision was... It was right after Endgame, pretty much, wasn't it? Oh, good. And that was two years ago. Yeah. So so we've had this buildup. So I, I wonder if the anticipation going into WandaVision and then, of course, the subsequent release did affect her popularity going into it. So I wonder then, once we finally do get a roadmap of how mutants are coming to the MCU, if they should, we hope they do, and all signs point that they will if we don't start seeing that, you know, a likewise spike, you know, going into. So I will tell you X-Men number four, the first Prince Quicksilver and um, Scarlet Witch has skyrocketed in value. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's part of like, there's a lot of speculation on why all major keys are spiking so hard right now, but that book did see a big jump. Along with every X-Men book ever, because everybody kept speculating that the X-Men were coming and Mephisto was the bad guy. I mean, yeah. Uh, have you seen the memes about, I'm sorry, that WandaVision let your, your speculation down? I yeah. think the X-Men still did, were still there, but they it's not out to the public yet. Well, and Evan Peters has already been said that he's going to be in the Doctor Strange movie. Yeah, so... Uh, so is he going to be Quicksilver or Boner? So here, here's the thing. We never found out who the witness protection person was. Yeah. Well, that's it's, true. It's him. Ralph Boner's his his name, his <laughs> you, witness protection name. And if you ask me, that would totally be a name Quicksilver well, would choose. Right. And that's the part. That's That was the okay. big clue because okay. when she said Boner, because, you know, if you're that old, you get tired of your name being made a fun of. You don't laugh at it still. And he laughed at it. Right. So then it's not his It's his not his name. name. He just so, picked it. Okay. So okay. I'm... I'm the biggest things that I think came out of. So I have two things. The biggest things for this the entire Wandavision show is the character development that they actually put into each character. Mm-hmm. The one thing I kind of find Marvel lacking in really most movies is they don't always develop many of the characters. Like Iron Man had a very developed um, story. 
yeah. and Thor and Captain America. The big key characters. But I'm yeah. so happy that Disney's doing this in the, the Disney Plus series because they're actually going through and actually fleshing out these characters because we've seen Wanda like go through some traumatic stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's but, still just kind of there. In the but movies. she always just there. She like Avengers assemble at the end of Age of Ultron. And that was how we, that's, I mean, she had just lost her brother. Yeah. And she just killed Ultron. And then she loses vision, but then she blinks out because of Thanos. I mean, we don't really ever, plus she's really pretty. Yeah. So I'm going to go with that. But you you watch the show and you, you see her emotionally mourn everything that she's gone mm-hmm. through. And I know y'all have already talked about this episode, but the episode where she had to go through all of that stuff. Yeah. Oh, relive yeah. it. And yeah. I'm just like, man, you want to cry with her. And yeah. she did such a good job acting. Like, yeah, she's definitely one of the strongest. So, so that'll, that'll dovetail into kind of my main gripe with the series finale is that we had this, this big flushing out. And I mean, even going into the, the penultimate episode of, how do we handle grief, right? We had mm-hmm. the big, we had Vision's little, you know, talk about it. And, you know, grief is the persistence of love. You know, very beautiful, very, you know, somber moment. I feel in the season finale, she still has not come to grips with that grif- grief because she hasn't, in her mind, whether she has or hasn't, she has not lost them yet, right? <laughs> so we... We know well, she she did lose vision. She had to in that final. She lost moment, a vision. Right? She said bye for now. I mean, she straight no, up said he, that. He said bye for now. But she she kind of agreed with it, right? She was she was kind of on board with that, and knowing that there's still well, a when you're the most powerful person on the planet. But anyway, so there's still there's still a vision out there, right? Right. So there's a there's a chance her vision could come back, right? Well, she at the at the end credit scene. She's hearing her children through the multiverse, so there's still a way she can get them back. So, so now, so instead of dealing with the grief and accepting the loss, now she's on a quest to, to find them. So I, I think if I have a gripe about the series, which I think on a whole was great, I think it didn't really... I, I think it did, but at the same time, it's still a comic story, so you have to reset the status quo at the end of the story. Yeah. And then, well, and the, and the director came out and said, or the writer came out and said, there's a whole lot more Scarlet Witch stories coming. I will say my biggest beef with the, this episode was the amount of willpower it took me to not ugly cry watching it here at work. Yeah. <laughs> around everybody else. <laughs> we were Most of the lights were off. We were just eating and watching with the glow of the TV. I wouldn't have noticed. <laughs> I was ugly crying, too. So... so I will say that, you know, uh, the episode, so the way this final episode fleshed out. So remember the the episode where the dog died and she told Mm -hmm. the little boys that she couldn't bring the dog back because you can't do that. And we we had the whole back and forth about, you know, she'd already done it, but she felt guilty about it. Then you find out she, she walked away from Vision. She let Vision be dead. Yeah. And then all the Vision that they're playing with, it's like she never actually brought Vision back. Yeah. And so she actually still had a moral compass mm-hmm. inside of this world that she lived in. And inside of her broken heart, she thought she was doing right by the people as well. Yeah. And we, we still didn't exact. You kind of have an idea who placed the, uh, the, the deed of the land in, in Westview in her car seat or in her car. Um, I mean, it's implied that somehow that was Hayward poking at her, right? Mm-hmm. Trying to get her to go. Like that, this whole time he was trying to poke at her to get her to do something to, to, to spark vision back. 
Um, and then of course she just leaves sword, you know, she, mm-hmm. she moves on and, and then somehow, some way, one last way of just poking at her was, you know, taking her to where he had, he had bought a house. Um, and then, you know, the hex, um, we never My quite, question so was, another, another question, I mean, basically another hanging thing is we never exactly got where that came from. Right. The, the real question there is, uh, vision being a Avenger could buy a house anywhere in the world, and he chose New Jersey. It, but like, they, the Avengers were, were based out of around Jersey, they right? were No, actually, they were in upstate New York, so it'd be in the opposite direction. Oh, well. Yeah, maybe. but anywhere in the world, and he chose New Jersey. It looked like a sitcom. And he... That, well, you got to think if they had... Well, no, we it looked like a run-down Detroit when, when she went, went there. Everything was run-down. No, and, the other houses around were fine. Well, it was like a sad town. But <laughs> it, looked, it looked like a town that had lost like its primary business and it was being abandoned. Yeah. Well, everything had blipped though. So you well, saw that in San Francisco and Ant Man or in. Did in you Endgame. see just random like bunny trail? There was a meme that I shared in one of the group chats that had like people that had finally returned back. It was a video from the blip and all like you never think about like all the people that blipped away in a plane that just suddenly appeared from oh, a plane yeah. just <laughs> fell out of the sky and died. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> reappeared into traffic. Yeah, or, uh, you know, somebody that was in like a, I don't know, a phone booth, and all of a sudden somebody, you know, was in that phone booth. Like, who gets priority? <laughs> or like, you're on the 15th story of a building, and the building's been removed over the last five years. Yeah. And bloop, there you go, you're dead. <laughs> <That'd be> the- <laughs> or you're in the basement of a house that's been filled in. Ooh, ooh that's going to suck. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Ra- random bunny trail. But I will tell you, not only did they, they develop Scarlet Witch, they spent a little bit of time on developing Vision. Yeah. But we, we learned some new characters. Jimmy Woo, who uh, her and... Um, Darcy. Darcy. Darcy got a little bit more screen time than she did in Thor, and she wasn't as annoying as she was in Thor. I didn't like Darcy in Thor. Um, but I did like her in this, this show. Yeah. And then we got, um, of course, Monica Rambo. Yeah. Photon. Wow. And... She's starting to show that she's gotten some powers from the Ultra DNA, from going into the Hex too many times. Um, she's mutated. Mutated. Which, sure. Um, so it was kind of cool to see these other characters develop. And then we got Sword. Like, where are we going to go with Sword? Um, what d- direction do we go in Sword? Uh, and just like we talked about... Yeah, is Monica the director of Sword now? You know, kind of a thing. Right. Um, you know, and Marvel's done a good job about kind of putting comic books out that... Kind of relate to everything, Scarlet, which is a main character in, yeah. you know, um, Strange Academy, and Sword is actually a comic book right now, and so Marvel's trying to keep you in kind of in the know. Yep. I, I don't really know if Vision's floating around anywhere in the imps, like the comic world right now. Uh, they had the like the the Vision book, t- what two years ago with oh, his that, family. Oh, that Vision book was like from 2016. Was it 2016? Yeah, I have no concept of time. It was a Tom King book, so he's yeah. been exclusive with DC for a long time. So since he took over Batman on Rebirth, yeah, I don't know. I'm not reading any Avengers stuff right now, so I couldn't tell you yeah. where he where he is right now. So he's not in the X Men universe, and that's about the only thing I'm reading. Yeah, so. I tried so hard to get Marvel to let us do the the Scarlet Witch or Scarlet Witch and Vision, but it's a homage to the Colossus Kitty Pride, where it's a real beautiful, elegant cover. Mm-hmm. With uh, they told me no. So, let's talk about the Easter eggs, the the end credits and the mid credits, and mm-hmm. where we think we know what movies they lead into. Yeah. So so you know the first the first end credits we get is uh, of course Monica, kind of meeting up with a a scroll 
plant. Um, and, and she's basically alluding to Fury, Fury's calling her up to the, to whatever he's been working on for the past couple of years. Um, which is going to lead in the secret invasion. All signs point to. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and you and I, Tanner, were talking about this, that, you know, Captain Marvel kind of threw us for a loop. They made the scrolls kind of the good guys in, in, in this, which we've never really seen in the comics. We never really saw good scrolls, right? But, you know, if there's good and bad humans, it would lead you to believe there's probably good and bad Kree, there's good and bad scrolls, there's good and bad Shi'ar. You know, there's a, the alien races can have their factions as there's well. There's not good and bad Tyranids. Well, they're they're not bad either. <laughs> hey, hey for, what makes them bad? Yeah. What if they are just doing what's best for them? Yeah. But they can't be good either. They're so, so that they're, makes them neutral. They're like they're like the the xenomorphs. They're just doing what they know. <laughs> they're bugs. They're they just being bugs. They're just being bugs. Um. So where was I going? <laughs> Secret invasion. So are we going to see bad scrolls? You know how. How are they going to be differentiated from the scrolls that that Fury's working with? You know, well, there's um, a, there's also the 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 stuff that's come out that that particular set of scrolls in Captain Marvel were was a like a defect faction. Yeah, like they were on the run from their own people, not only the Kree. Yeah. So I mean, Secret Invasion could be. I mean, it's also been thirty years since Captain Marvel because Captain Marvel mm-hmm. took place in the nineties, yeah. early nineties. So a lot can change yeah. in 30 years. You can go from, please help us, to I'm going to take over your world now. Yeah. Real fast. So then fast forward, we go to the next in credit scene, um, and we get this beautiful, beautiful drone shot in the in mountains, and we're assuming Eastern Europe. I'm assuming this is Wondegor, like their version of Mount Wondegor, right? This is where technically Pietro and, and Wanda are from in the comics is, is Mount Wondegor, not really in a named country ever. Um course mcu has put them in this in sokovia so we're assuming she's back in sokovia um at a cabin by a lake i would like to live there i felt like uh at the end of the in game not in game the infinity wars when thanos just kind of sits on his little oh yeah his little yeah that's his moment of rest and it kind of feel feel like that she's processing yeah and so you see her on her porch getting coffee but then she's also not. She's projected herself, kind of like a, an astral version, very yeah. much like Doctor Strange, right? And her astral version is studying the Darkhold, which actually got named. Which, yeah. So now we do know for a fact that that is the MCU's version of the Darkhold, which trumps the MTU's <laughs> well, uh, version. The, the, and it doesn't mean that they can't go back and start playing with some of the stuff they have introduced uh, from the you know Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and all that. Yeah, um, maybe even the Inhumans. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. So, and of course, you know, she hears her kids from somewhere, possibly somewhere in the multiverse. See, and that's kind of what uh, leads into a theory I had going back to the dog thing. That maybe this she does not know how yet to actually create anything is why she told them she could bring the dog back to life, but she actually plucked the children. And maybe even vision out of a different reality. Uh, yeah, I mean, um, I that that could be, but I think she does a lot of things she doesn't know she can do. Yeah, oh yeah, um, easy. And in the comic books, you know, those two characters were basically created out of her mourning her lost children. Mm-hmm. 
And so she like, like she told Agatha in this. Um, I don't know how to what I'm doing. Yeah. yeah. So, but I'll learn. So then I think that's what she's doing. Like, yeah, she will continue to go down as the the strongest hero on this in the MCU. Yeah. Well, going back to comic canon, you know, her mutant power was reality, or was probability manipulation. Right. She could actually go into any reality and basically pluck the outcome that she she wanted to happen. That's why she was such a good chaos magician because she could manipulate what shouldn't be manipulated. Right. Um, and, and that's what, that's what gives her, her, her super ability in, in chaos magic. So it, it makes sense that she could somehow breach realities and just pull what she wants in. Right. She, she manipulates, uh, that. Um, and, so, and the way she won that last battle, like here she is, you're looking like she's going toe to toe, but she's not even trying to go toe to toe. She's just purposely missing. Yeah. You know, it's all on purpose so she could set the hex. Yep. So she could set the, the thing because that whole area was her home. And she's just like, this is my space. I have, I have all the power now. So so I, I was like, I don't know. I, I like her kind of just keeping Agatha on retainer. So, I mean, one, mm-hmm. it, it opens the door that Catherine Hahn's coming back in some form, right? And so now maybe Agatha, now they can kind of dovetail Agatha to be somewhat like that character that she was in the comics where she was always kind of that that teacher mm-hmm. aspect. So now she can, you know, tap into Agatha. How do I do this? Okay, thanks. And turn her back into nosy neighbor, right? Which, dang, that's that's harsh. <laughs> Especially for an immortal. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because she's been around a long time already. Yep. So, Jimmy Woo, is he the new Agent Coulson? That or is, is he going to be bigger? He's the new Agent Mulder. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um... I think I did. it depends on how they develop him. I mean, of course, right now he's just part of FBI, but yeah, maybe maybe they do move him into something like Sword or or something like that. I um, mean, he he runs Agents of Atlas at one point in the comics. Yeah. So I mean, he he's had bigger roles in the comic books. It's just I didn't know he had a comic equivalent. Honestly, I didn't know who he was until this show, and just randomly I was researching him, and there he was. He's like, I'm here with the Agents of Atlas, and I'm like, who are the Agents of Atlas? I kind of remember the comic. From when? Uh, this was from the early 2000s. Really? Okay. So he's been around yeah. a while. So he's a real character. He's not like Coulson that they had to create because of the MCU. Right. Uh, so he's already been around. Um, uh, so we know we'll see Monica again for sure. And Definitely. At least Secret Evasion. That I think she's a good enough actress. She could even play into the MCU. Yeah. Uh, the big movies. Into like Captain Marvel 2 or something. Um, so... I bet we see Darcy again. She's not doing anything right now. She doesn't have any job that I know of, right? She's not acting. I don't, don't know. I haven't talked to her in a while. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I, I don't think this is the last time we see the the director of Shield or Sword. I think oh, he Hayward. comes back. Yeah, like he somehow he gets out. Yeah, technicality. But l- let's talk about all the failed, like, theories. Mutants. Nope. Nope. Fantastic Four. Nope. Mephisto. Nope. Yep. Uh, and and that's not to say that that they can't evolve something into that, but uh, yeah, man, they that that theory mill just spit out <laughs> stuff, and, and some of it stuck. I mean, Agatha was like the easiest one to yeah. just like jump on from the get go. I mean, there was just so many signs that were saying that's that's who this is. I mean, but they they mess with your mind. I mean, they introduce Quicksilver, and then you find out he's Boner. <laughs> 
<laughs> you're just not going to say Ralph at all. You're just going to say Boner. No. Yeah. No. So, um, and, you know, uh, like the, the rabbit being her son, being Mephisto, everybody had a theory for who that rabbit was. Right. Um, and it ended up just being a rabbit that eats birds. <laughs> right. Creepy, right. creepy rabbit. You know, and that's, and that's fun, though. I think... That's part of the fun of watching this stuff. Yeah, it was, and and I think that's we talked about this on on last week's show. You know why it was such a good idea to be a weekly release because every week we were back talking about it, and 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 the MCU's done a really good job of plucking storylines from comics, but only plucking parts mm-hmm. and kind of mishmashing them and crossing them to where even people that are like comic nerds that just know everything that happens. Because what they can't gave, predict what's happening. They gave us roughly four hours of content. Yeah. And how many hours of content were generated from that content? Oh man! You know, like the the promotion, like just the theory videos alone, <laughs> probably <laughs> probably just spiked Disney Plus subscriptions. Oh yeah! Like you wouldn't believe. Well, and now and Mandal- that- Mandalorian is the same way, but Mandalorian didn't have you guessing like right. WandaVision. There's no. no. Well, th- I mean, we're dealing with new characters in the Mandalorian. There's nothing to guess at. Yeah. Well, and the thing we have with going with um, now, the first season of Mandalorian, everybody bought on, they watched it, and then they canceled Disney Plus until season two of Mandalorian. Yep. Now you can't do that because... They're drip-feeding content like... Next week is crap. Falcon Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. And then after that is... Is it, is uh, it next week or the week after? No, it's the next, next week. week. Holy moly. It's next Friday. Um, and then after that, you have that... Uh, Bad Company, and then after bad that... Batch. Bad Batch. Bad Batch, and then after that, you have Loki. Yeah. And then after that, you have something else. So this is this is our Fridays from now on forever. <laughs> Seriously, we'll have <laughs> the, 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 Disney, the, the, Marvel, the Marvel MCU discussion. So um, so real quick, since, since we brought it up, where, where do you think Falcon and Winter Soldier goes? Where do you, where do you think they're focusing the MCU on? We know we know U.S. agents are part of it. We know Zemo's part of it. Um, I think that's going to be the same as it's it's going to be setting up a movie just like WandaVision. So I think it's going to set up whichever character is going to take Captain America's role in the movies going forth. Well, I don't. Captain America's already said it, Sam. No, I think they're actually still going to go back, and I think they're still learning on who. I think that may start as Falcon, but I think it's going to end as Winter Soldier. Okay. I do too, because well, uh, he was he was Captain America for longer than Sam. When well, there was no Steve. Well, and for me, it's all about, like, I don't think it's, I think we're about to have the same story that we had in WandaVision, but a different way of telling it, that you're dealing with somebody whose past is so awful that he doesn't think he's worthy of being Captain America. Right. And so right. he quickly forfeited the idea and, you know, here, Sam, you go. I th- I th- but I think Sam's there too. Sam isn't dealing with the dirty past. He's, his... His fears of being taking the mantle would be inadequacy. He doesn't have super strength or whatever. He's got you know wings well, on a backpack. You know, right? and they're, they're probably both going to struggle with the idea of what is Captain America because uh, Bucky knew Steve before he was Captain America. Sam didn't. Yeah. So they're going to both have different perspectives on what needs to happen to fill this role. I, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm, I'm hoping, and they've teased this a lot. I, I think it's going to be a very humorous. I think the banter yeah. between them. I think they're really going to play into that, um, which I think is I think it's great. I like, and they're advertising like Agent Thirteen's important. Yeah. Like, 
I don't think she ever got enough screen time with Steve, but they are really pushing the Agent 13 as yeah. important. Um, I, I hope, I hope they do Zemo well. I just that I think that's, in my opinion, I think that's the one place they can fail is that they don't they make him either too campy, or insignificant. You know, I kind don't of know. Civil War, he was pretty awesome. He was no, he was, but so. now now he's got purple mask and like how how much are they going to lean into Zemo's kind of. In the comics, could, Zemo's always kind of been this just over the top. Could this lead into the Thunderbolts? Zemo's, I mean, could... I mean, you've got Bucky. Um, well, it's not even Bucky. It was, uh, I mean, we haven't met a lot of the characters yet. Yeah. It was Beetle. It was uh, Screaming Mimi. It was... Uh, the f- the flying dude with the, the V. Mask. Yeah, uh, that was Beetle. Was that Beetle? Okay. Yeah, he was Beetle. So, I mean... Could could we see Zemo if he's going to be a, lo- a long term character lead into the Thunderbolts? Yeah, um, and not like the Thunderbolts, like the early Thunderbolts, the nineties, where right the heroes were absent and they stepped in to fill the gap, and then decided they wanted to stay heroes. Yeah. Um. So I don't know that man Bucky Winter Soldier. I'm excited to see. It's going to be not magic. It's going to be espionage. It's going to be spies. It's going to be yeah action. Yeah. Uh, so I'm excited to see that. And then you have Loki, which is going to go all mythical again, which is great because it's exactly how the movies I, work. I think it's, well, we say that. I mean, it's going to ha- it's going to have Loki's mythicalness, but now we've got the time variance authority. So now we're also, we're also kind of dovetailing into kind of the, the multiverse yeah. aspect of it. So I think. Well, and it, it's a different feel. So like loki's magic but it's the cosmic magic and the earth magic have different feels to them yeah yeah for, yeah for absolutely um and i was thinking the other day is like are we too like is are we ready for the multiverse like and then i thought man we are like 15 years into this we're ready for the multiverse yeah, we're ready I, th- I think something needs to happen and especially if you're going to all of a sudden just mutants pull mutants out of nowhere like Something has to explain where, either where they've been, what mm-hmm. created them. I mean, unless you just do something that just creates mutants, like some kind of world event, right? You know, that just creates them. And and so, but they did that, that with that, Agents of Shield with the myth, yeah, the well, Terrigen Mist kind of. They just, did that. They did that in Ultimate X Men. Yeah. So my my what I think would be the best way to explain the Fantastic Four just appearing because you can't just where has Reed Richards been because he's the smartest man on the planet, is that in the 60s, him and his family got lost. In, in space? No, not lost in space. <laughs> got lost in um, the quantum realm. Okay. And when, when, uh, when they come back, or even when Scott comes back from the quantum realm, that they followed him out. That'd be kind of cool. And... Yeah. That's how you introduce the Fantastic Four. So they're already so kind, kind of, of like Janet. Janet got powers from being in the quantum realm so long. Maybe well, they did too. That's it, how they got there. And it could be that they were in space, and then whatever hit them left them in the quantum realm. Yeah, but the, you could do the whole movie as a flashback to the '60s or the '70s. But I mean, the Fantastic Four are the most influential part of the Marvel universe, and they're missing. But there's there's got to be a way that you can you can introduce them in a way that it doesn't feel like their kids are brand new. Like they just been missing. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's, that's my, my, my fan theory 
But like I said, I'm I'm super excited for 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 where everything's going. Um, you know, uh, yeah, I think I think you were right. The first two episodes of WandaVision slow MCU, they pulled it out in the end. So let's uh, let's talk about books. I don't think you're going to get all three of those to stack right. I don't think you can do it. Believe in me. You're going to damage those. It's okay. People scream at me. <laughs> I can't. Like be- I can't believe those are outside of boards right now. Oh gosh, I read them. Gosh. Oh God. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so we so, read we read some books this week, and uh, they're all X Men related books. Yeah, three new X Men books. Um, and we all have very different opinions on yeah. them. Yeah. Um, well, what's cool about it is it's three X Men books, um, all crossing different. Was it mediums? Like I don't know. How well, you... they're 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 different continuities. So let's say that you so, have Children of the Atom. This which, ties into the which, Hickman stuff. Yeah. This, so this is part of six one six Legends. We don't know. It's either X Men Legends is. It's six one six. It's going back and retelling. It's going back to the nineties. Yeah, like it is. Like if they went back and explored a different story, a different yeah, way. Yeah, they're they're just hyper zooming in on a particular arc, and then and Demon then, Days is its who, own. Who the hell knows what this is? <laughs> but so I I would equate Demon Days a lot like Marvel sixteen oh two, right? Yeah, I guess where I mean, you're just taking a time period and you're extrapolating these characters into something new inside this kind of universe, right? Um, I think I think Demon Days falls into into that a little bit. Yeah, it's it's very it's very different. Um, so let's talk about let's talk about it first. Okay, it was my favorite of the three. So it's Peach Momoko's pet project. Yes. How many, so have they said how many total issues she's? We doing? know there's another one coming. It's yeah. about Black Widow, it's and it actually Mar- leads. Um, well, it's Black Widow. It's hurt America's name on it. It's Black Widow. Oh my god. So it, it, it's good. It's quarterly. It's not monthly. Um, that's last I had heard. So let's see. It, it came out in April. The next one comes out in June. So it's actually every other month. So I don't know what that would bi-monthly. be. Bi-monthly. Bi-monthly. But it, bi-monthly can mean either twice a month or every other month because English. <laughs> it didn't come out in April. It came out in March. This is March. Oh, shit. It is. It's quarterly. All right. Quarterly. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> So the the setting, of course, uh, you know, this goes back to feudal Japan, uh, a mythical feudal Japan. So you know, typical oni you know, and all that oni jazz. and and all the kind of the the mythology of, of Japanese culture uh, take a pl- part in that. And basically, taking in this in this issue, taking characters from the Marvel universe, mainly a couple of X Men, um, and pulling them to being alternate characters. So you have a version of Psylocke named. Sai, S-A-I. Uh, you have a version of Wolverine who's actually a dog. Yep, mm-hmm. with a healing factor. With a healing factor called Logan. Then um, you have Juju, Jubilee. Mm-hmm. Oh, crap, I didn't even catch that. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, that she did the fireworks, fireworks and Yeah. Oh, crap, that, is, that was Jubilee. Wow, I told you. That's how. Is this Danny Moonstar, or who is this one? Uh, I, I couldn't I don't know who, the who girl, she was supposed who to be. Who the girl is supposed to be. Um, I felt like she was supposed to be somebody, though, not just a girl. Um, but then we also have... Because Danny Moonstar is the only one that I can think of that uses an arrow. Yeah. Uh, you have a Hulk, uh, Hulk as, a, as, as an, an Oni. Oni. Uh, you have Venom as some kind of evil supernatural snake. force that's, mm-hmm. you know, an Orochi. That's what mm-hmm. it was called, an Orochi, um, that was taking over a temple. Um, neat ways to kind of play with the paradigm, which, you know, Hulk and Wolverine are very tied together in a lot of things. Yeah. Um, so it, it was, I liked it. I thought it was neat. Uh, 
not a lot of dialogue. It was very action-driven, panel-to-panel. Um, I, I liked it quite a bit. Oh, by the way, we're spoiling the crap out of these books if you haven't gathered yet. Sorry, everybody. Um, <laughs> but We already uh, spoiled WandaVision. Went out some we, we disclaimered that one. We didn't disclaimer this before we got into it. They should know it better by now. Um, I Like I said, I and, and her art is... Is she doing watercolor on the interior? Yeah, she's yeah. doing. Yeah, she's doing the whole book the, her way. I mean, she did this book, and she's still able to keep up with her thirty-seven covers a week. So somehow she's like, there's like thirty of her. There has to be. Watch, watch Pichamoko is not actually a person. It's like a. <laughs> it's a it's like the Marvel bullpen. It's <laughs> a studio that they just collectively collectively call themselves Peach Momoko. Um <laughs> That would be crazy. We are Peach Momoko. <laughs> <laughs> Um, for me, like the story flowed fine. Yeah. Um, it was like watching a weird anime with my kids. It was like, like those X-Men anime. Remember? Yeah. Like, it was super weird. Yeah. It's not my art style at all. Um, Peach has been fine to me. She's very hit or me, hit or miss for me for covers. Um, overall, like I, I just, if I had to rate it like a one to 10, it's probably going to get like a three from me. Okay. Just because I just, I couldn't get into it, and it was just, it was like a kid's story to me. Like, yeah. And that's fine. Uh, I hope kids read it, but I don't even think it's rated for kids. I think it's uh, rated teen plus. Yeah. So, it's not even a kid's book, but it, it had the feel of a kid's book to me. Well, moving on to what I thought was a kid's book, but then you Hold open on. up. What does Tanner think? He, he said it. All right. Anything else, Tanner? I'm good. Are okay. we going to Children of the Atom now? No. Okay. X-Men Legends. Well, it should have been a kid's book because, you know, it's kind of harkens back to, to the 90s when we were kids. Uh, actually back, ended up have, being very violent in the first couple of pages. Yeah. Have you gone back and reread X-Men from the 90s? Oh, it there, was dark. It was there dark. was, like, Psylocke rock, what, always being, like, nude or almost <laughs> yeah. nude. Or, 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 or steam. Yeah, steam, steam perfectly yeah. placed. No, I, I I totally get that, but like I was not. That expect- was the, that was the time of swimsuit issues. Do you not remember swimsuit <laughs> issues? <laughs> we, we talked about that on the live show last week. Um, like the first like couple of pages, I'm like, wow, this got violent real quick. Oh yeah, blood everywhere. Yeah. And- um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna spoil it. This was my favorite book of the week of the three. Um, Mine one too. because you know, like Darren, we're. We're '90s X-Men. Nerds. '90s are my. That's like my favorite X-Men. Yeah. But I'm a bigger fan of the mythological Japanese setting. Yeah. So to me, what made this so cool is the story flowed fine. It was a little campy at times. Yeah. But the art is magnificent. Mm-hmm. That's like, really good. But like, so the campiness is half the reason why you read this, though. Correct. I mean, that was all the X-Men '90s were was a little bit on the campy side and. I think I think sometimes, like many things, they try to force that now. But I don't feel like this was forced. Um, it was kind of cool to go back and revisit um, Adam X or Extreme, yeah. um, which is a character we haven't seen. He was in, kind of a throwaway character, even for the night. Like he was, you you saw him on a Marvel card, and I'm like, okay, yeah, sure, he well, was a character. But I remember in the '90s, them like them talking about and spoiler. Him being like a Summers brother, like the third Summers brother, and then like they never explored that character again. Well, no, he'd be like the fourth. Well, Vulcan didn't show up until the two thousands. That's true, but I mean, so yeah. technically he would have been the third, and it kind of sounds to me like they're going to give him the same origin story as they gave Vulcan. It's like remember that Adam X guy? Well, we already used him, but let's go back and do that exact same thing with Vulcan. Yeah. Where, like, he was DNA raised. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
But he's he's Summers, but he's also part Shi'ar. Which kind of is Vulcan. Yeah. Like, yeah. like everything about the way Adam X is, is that they're like, we tried this, but we don't want to say we're going to just, let's not bring that guy back. He didn't, he didn't fare well. Yeah. Let's just create Vulcan. All right, let's do this. So, you know, and, and honestly reading it, I love that they actually, you know, they, they brought back the C issue, uh, Captain Marvel number three from 1995. Yeah, I saw that. It's yeah. like, well, good thing I have Marvel Unlimited, Blah, you know, because that one's not in anybody's current back stock. Um, you know, which, you know, back in the 90s, you did that all the time. They did that mm-hmm. all the time with the X-Men titles, right? Um, just jumping back and forth. And they still do it occasionally, but they did it a lot back then. Um, so, you, so you did have that. It, Yeah, very much it's in it's in continuity. Um, it's, it's like they just kind of took this, they'll throw away story and, and decided to expand upon it and really uh, grow that timeline. Of course, me being a Cyclops fan, I'm, I'm on board. Um, I will say that in the, in the present day, Cyclops needs to bring back the yellow underwear. Bring it back. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think, uh, I think we can move on I hate, that. <laughs> I, I, of all the 90s costumes, you know, the nineties costumes are generally my favorite. I did not, I do not like Havoc's nineties costume. It See, looks, it uh, looks like, a more cleaned up version of Gambit's. See, I yeah. always liked Havoc's costume because it looks like Gambit's, and you like Gambit. That's true, I guess. But man, the art in this is so good. Like, I wish I know he's going to be working on the the new X Men book with Hickman too. But man, I just I was impressed by the 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 art, and then the storytelling was just good enough. And then, of course, you had the spoiler. Have, we, have you figured out how to say Fabian's last name? No. Nicia. 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 Well, Creator never, of Deadpool. I'm no. never going to get that. Creator of Deadpool. Rob Liefeld. I said that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, this was also my top pick of the three that we read today. Yep. Um, Tanner, I, you had it as your number I, I had it as my number two. You had it as your number two. So, okay. And, and I really didn't know what to expect. And, of course, the... I, the exclusive cover for this one is done by David Yarden, who I really like his stuff. And, of course, we yeah. did a throwback to the 90s from the Uncanny X-Men 268 with the Captain America Wolverine Black Widow cover. So, very good. It was a very good read. Yep. Glad we did it. It was an exclusive. I'm glad that X-Men are getting so much attention. By the way, this is Kale News cover. It was yeah, a cover you Did you really just open up a Virgin cover and just use that as your reader? It was already damaged. Jerk. It's okay. Okay, moving on to the last book. Comic books are made to be read. (laughs) That's true. That's what they want in life. It's like a toy it wants to be played with. Let's talk about the book that is 11 months late. This book was supposed (laughs) to come out April 11th, I believe, of 2020. And it just basically said, no, I've heard that they've rewritten it a little bit. I think, to me, I think they wanted to catch some of that strange Academy magic. I don't know. Well, or Teen Titan, you know, trying to make an X-Men Teen Titans. But we've had young teams yeah. before. Yeah. That, but this is different in that these youngsters don't have unique powers. They have powers that are mimicking established. And, and of course, uh, spoilers for this one, they don't really talk about why or how. You know, they're, they're all So just, I have a theory okay. on this. They're grown-up X-Babies. Oh, no. No. <laughs> no, that would be pretty awesome, though. If they were they're from the Mojoverse, they just got away. <laughs> um, 
what if one of just one of them is actually the one the mutant and the rest of them aren't and they just, just kind of she manifests a reality yeah because they were talking about was it buddy uh, the one that goes uh cyclops lass cyclops yeah. lass cyclops Liss. Now, I, I will say if that if something like that was was what was going on it would change my whole opinion on the book yeah i do not dig the blatant rip off of established characters because yeah. they're not like it's not well, even like it's not even like um the teen titans where superboy is like a clone slash son of superman right they have no relation to the established characters they just rip their costumes off and have their powers i, I think you, i think you might be onto something because then that also kind of dovetails on the ending where they couldn't get into they couldn't get, they couldn't get into krakoa um which you know we've seen that with other mutants we've seen that with uh, you know kitty right uh couldn't, and I don't can she now still now that she's died and come back I don't know I don't know that don't it's know. ever explored that that there's oh hell oh no oh no I just pulled my she was out. briefly in ten of swords for she, a minute wasn't she she okay so Kitty can be on Krakoa she can't go through the portals oh like she has to take a plane like a she, she, that's why she <laughs> that's well, why she was but, taking the oh, boat they, they did write that off to her phasing it it has something to do with the fact that. Krakoa can't get her through the portal because of the her mutant power, her mutant power, or something. So the children of the Atom. Hi, ex- hi, one month later, club. Somebody said hi on Twitch. Hello, hi. So with the children of the Atom, I read it. It was kind of a fun beginning action pack thing where they kind of all suck at using their powers, yeah. but somehow they still win. Um, and then you have the whole X Men in the middle, like having no fight. What's best for them? And they and, send like the D team of X Men to go like, right. talk to them. Here's here's Magma and Pixie and who was the Maggot. other Maggot? Mm-hmm. Like is yeah. he Maggot? <laughs> and then like like there's not even an introduction. It's just like what's your Maggot's name? Is that from your gut? Like that's we just go straight into that. I'm like, shouldn't you introduce yourself? Maybe I talk thought he a depowered. Little. I guess he got it back after. Well, I thought he was dead. Oh, okay, maybe that's it. Because he died during, like, this was years ago. He died in one of the Weapon X books or something like that in oh, a mutant but, concentration camp. But Sinister was creating backups way before he died, so I guess that's how they, who, they who got knows? him back. It's Maggot. You really went with Maggot. And, oh, the, it was Pixie Magma. Like, Pixie is cool. We actually have a cover coming with Pixie on it. I like Pixie's character. Yeah, I think of the three, Pixie's kind of a little bit more of the... Well, and Magma's right. been around since New Mutants, like... Number 12, 11. Yeah. So she's been around a long time. They just never really explored her character. They kind of wrote her off when, you know, Rob Liefeld took over New Mutants. Yeah. She was one of the first to go. Um, to me, the it was my second favorite of the book. Um, the books that we read. I, I think I think for me, a lot of it's just going to be where do they develop these characters? Why yeah. why are they replicating? Yeah, I, th- I mean, it's like I said, why are they replicating Notable because without powers. without a cool story arc like that, then the whole thing's completely lame. Yeah, like they got lame names. They it, ripped off the costumes. They ripped off the powers. And it could all be tech based too, because you never see Daycrawler without his backpack when he's when he's dressed. Yeah, you know. And then Cherubim, Cherubim, like his wings look like they were part of the suit. Yeah, they're energy related. Cyclops, lass. Could just be the visor. Yeah. Well, she doesn't have to wear ruby red gloves. Well, she also hadn't had a head injury either. Correct. But, so. but you know, that's easily a tech-based thing. Yeah. Which, you know, the, if Cyclops wanted to, he could get that fixed. 
So I, I mean, if I can get, get eye, some if I can get eye surgery to fix my vision, yeah, he can get it too. <laughs> Do you want to be that doctor? Go ahead and open your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I mean, if you really think about it, every one of their powers could be related through technology as well. They could easily yeah. be like maybe one of them is um, the one that's playing uh, Gambit's little thing. She's created all the costumes, right? Mm-hmm. What if she's the engineer for this whole thing? Like. Yeah, she convinced them they all have powers by giving them like these cool suits or like figured it out. So who knows? I mean, yeah. to me, it could be maybe technology that's her, based. May, maybe she's like Forge. That's just her mutant power, and they're all just kind of standing up for. Her yeah, or, or maybe they don't even know it. Like the only one that would be yeah. hard to figure out would be uh, Marvel Boy or whatever his yeah, name yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, because he's, he's Mar- the Marvel psychic. guy. Yeah, he's psychic. So I mean, yeah, but uh, I mean, we've seen enough in comics to say that people have. Taking people over with well, technology. and here's the thing they they get disappointed that they can't go through the gate. So it makes sense that they would, at the very least, think they're mutants, mm-hmm. right? Um, because it, because they're disappointed they can't get through the Kakoan gate. So I, I do think it'd be quite disappointing if all of a sudden we find out they're inhumans at the end of this. <laughs> You're like, no, <laughs> no. <All right. laughs> so yeah, um, yeah, it was it was interesting. I'll I'll read the next one and see where it goes. Um, you know, time will time will tell how it how it develops. So, uh, but uh, yeah, some very different X Men books this month. Um, not not in the kind of the the main the main Hickman vein. Mm-hmm. So, do you think do you think Children of Adam plays differently if it had released on time? I think it would have played differently because our whole world lives in speculation right now. The world is super insane about speculating. So Strange Academy came out. It was under-ordered. Um, but by the time Strange Academy came out, you had already ordered Children of the Atom. Yeah. So people would have already slept on this book as well at that point. Mm-hmm. So this book would have been under-ordered and would be a hot book right now because it's five new X-Men characters. Um, so to me... Well, and if it's a part of the Hickman verse, like that would have... Uh, it could have potentially affected Ten of Swords and all of that other stuff. Man, how weird would it have been if they just showed up in Ten of Swords and were like, <laughs> what the crap? <laughs> Who are these people? Yeah. Well, and apparently um, the five of them showed up in Marvel Voices from the week before. Oh, okay. Two weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Um, so I got to go check that out because apparently they, they all show up in Marvel Voices but not with costumes. Okay. Oh. So, um, so technically that would be their first appearance would be Marvel Voices. Um, so who knows what's going on, how Marvel's writing it. Because, again, this was supposed to come out in April. Marvel yeah. Voices is on time. Um, obviously, it came out in April. This is supposed to be part of the Hickman run. Yet, we've seen Hickman's run. Yeah. Like, Hickman's run is on time. And they've never showed up. So yeah. do they even play a part after issue five? Right. Or do they just go away? Because they never, they weren't in X of Swords. They're, they haven't shown yeah. up in any of the X-Men books. Um, and I, I don't see them just like writing them out until someone's the book gonna came out. vote them into the X Men. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't on the ballot. No, no, write it in. So yeah. that is a. I was reading. Um, I shared it in the main group. That is a big deal. Like they're gonna have like twelve comics like going over like who the X Men are. Wow. And the first one is like worldwide X-Men or something like that. It's some, so these are all these are one-shots that are going to go into it? I think they're it? one-shots. Because uh, I've already started talking to Marvel about exclusives and stuff like that. 
because uh, I saw one randomly. Um, Pepe, um, the Laraz. artist, Pepe Laraz, shared like his intro, and it it looks like it's gonna be really cool. Um, but like it's a big event, like putting this X Men team back together. That's pretty cool. Um, because I tried to get a, a Goblin Queen cover, and I was told no more Goblin Queen until she actually shows up in the comics. Okay, thanks for letting me know. Well, all right. Well, uh, so where are we at store-wise? Oh, How, how's that going? Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. We're building a wall. <laughs> and you're paying for it. And I'm paying for it. And I'm keeping those employees out. <laughs> uh, well, you're not doing a good job right now because right now the, the retail space has... I walked in and was like, what is happening? <laughs> well, that's because you're only here one day a week. I know. So two days. So we're we're about five weeks from opening. We we're going to officially open on April sixteenth with Anna. The the kind of soft opening. Soft opening with Anna and Ron Leary. Um, I just skipped Anna's last name because I can't say it. (laughs) Joe. Joe. There you go. So they're going to be here April (laughs) sixteenth. So we have about five weeks left. Um, I would probably say the wall and the offices in total are probably about 60% done, mm-hmm. maybe even 70%. Um, I don't know. He's built the nice little castle. Uh, so once that stuff's out of the way, we'll, we'll, we'll start being able to maneuver a little bit better. Cause then right now the entire middle of the floor is covered in building supplies. Yeah. Um, we're still bringing stuff over. We're organizing everything that came over from Hobbs. Like today we, we bagged and boarded exclusives we need to keep here and then took the rest to the warehouse. Uh, Hobbs is almost cleaned out now. We have one more big trip and we'll be done. So, I mean, we're really, we're really there, uh, for at least being here. We ordered a bunch of stuff. We have product coming from everywhere. Like we have a full range of D and D, of course, Warhammer. We have new paint lines, uh, more Pokemon and magic on the way. So there's quite a bit of board games. Uh, yeah, we, we got got a lot of board games, a lot of board games from Asmodee. Um, so we'll start ordering some more there. So we got on with Battle Foam and Frontline Gaming. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So we we may be kind of empty when we open, but we'll get there. We're we're gonna yeah. we're gonna it's give like, it our best foot forward. It's like when you you buy your kids shoes, you buy big so they'll grow into it. There you go. Yeah, we had a customer come in today. I've known him since the Table's Edge, and uh, he's like. You sure did pick a big space. Is like, well, I'm I'm uh, ambitious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, so. it, it'll be it'll be great. Tanner, what do we have to look forward to on the YouTube channel? Uh, so if you've been watching, I've been doing previews for every time a, one of the actual preview books comes out, I go through it, pick out all my top books. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll have we'll go through May here pretty soon. I've got it here. I'm working on that. Uh, I've been doing reviews of the ones I've already previewed mm-hmm. as I get a hold of them to read. Uh, of course, we'll do the FOC Top 10 you Countdown. You really attacked the, every indie, the indie books this last time. That's I've been trying to pick a lot more indie books because, yeah. well, with the especially the Marvel stuff, uh, I don't go through the DC as much because it's harder to find because they don't send me a catalog. Yeah. Uh, but you don't have to sell Mar- – you don't have to sell Spider-Man. Spider-Man sells itself. Yeah. So I, I, I've been hitting the indie stuff a little but, bit more. But I want to know what your opinion of this new ugly suit is. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be okay. He's going to go back to red and blue soon Status quo. It all so, cracks itself. By Christmas, he'll be in his normal costume. Uh-huh. 
guaranteed. Yeah, more than likely. Marvel will not confuse their fans. Hey, we do have the Snyder Cut this month, right? It's soon. I don't. I don't remember the exact date. So is the Snyder Cut all in black and white? No, I sure the hell hope not. All the, the marketing and stuff around <laughs> it is in black and white, and like I'm seeing black and white pop figures. The trailers in color. Okay. So I I believe the Snyder Cut's like in two weeks, less than a week. It, I don't it, know. It's soon. I I couldn't tell you exactly, but it's soon. No, the only the only comic movie that needs to be in black and white is Logan. That is so good in black and white. <sighs> I like color. Uh, it just it plays well in black and white. Anywho, Tanner, how can they find us? This is Chris's job. I know. He's not here. <laughs> um, you can find us on the Facebooks, on the Instagrams. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't know where, but you can find so, us there somewhere. Almost any social media platform, look up unknown comic books. Twitter, Instagram. We're Twitch, on Pinterest. Pinterest. We have 10 million views a month on Pinterest. I know. I've been posting all kinds of stuff on Pinterest. What the hell is with that? 10 million views. That's more than every other social we media. Have, we have good recipes. Do we? Yeah. I guess Look at our start. Pinterest. You'll find out. Do we have anything about boner? <laughs> <laughs> on that note, everybody, thank you so much for joining us this week. Uh, thank you for everybody who joined us live. And uh, stop trying to touch my nipple. We'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks, guys.